Al Anderson Afternoons, the podcast. So yesterday, I decided and announced here on the show that every day after the show, I was going to make house house calls. I was going to call a few people and say hi, and if you want to hear from me, you text or call in your phone number or email me your phone number, or maybe it's somebody in your life that would like to get a call from me, and I made some calls. And uh, I talked to Kaz and Greg over at Santa Lucia Pizza, and uh, as I make the calls, somebody, maybe more than one person, will get some Santa Lucia Pizza, uh, because they are working hard as well to feed Winnipeggers and uh, Manitobans. Now, these are not all the calls, and they're not the calls in their entirety, okay? I've edited, I've edited them down a little bit, so keep that in mind. But I had great conversations yesterday. Here's a bit of my chats with Joanne and Katie yesterday after the show, Hal's House Calls. Hello, is this Joanne? It is. Joanne, Hal Anderson. Hi there. You sound the same on the telephone as you do on the radio. Do I really? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for calling. This is awesome. How have you been managing? Uh, so-so. Yeah, it's pretty it, hard, eh? It's tough. It really is, yeah. Because I uh, was in touch with Health Links, and they had me um, isolated for 14 days. Oh, boy. Uh, I thought of this the other day. I thought, you know, they're... They were saying how lonely people were, and they, you know, were needing some somebody in their life. And I thought, you know, why don't they listen to their radio? Yeah. And I thought, well, if they're not listening to it, nobody can tell them to listen to it. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it is good company, but it's not like really talking to somebody. But you oh, no. find it helps, eh? No, but it, it does help. It's good. And and you guys do, like, you do a really good job. Oh, I, I I really appreciate it. Well, I just wanted to give you a quick call and wish you all the best and hang in there. Keep listening. I'll try and inform and entertain you every day. <laughs> well, thank you. And, That's uh, awesome. we will get through this together. Okay. Well, thank you so much for calling, Hal. That was really awesome of you to do that. You bet. Bye-bye. Oh, okay. And all the best to you and Jackie. Oh, thank you. Okay. Bye. Is this Hal Anderson? Wow. <laughs> Pretty confident that it was me, eh, Katie? Well, yeah, of course. I, You know, it it, it, it just sounded like a howl ring. <laughs> Did it have a howl ring to it? Yeah. <laughs> How are you? You know, um, I'm hanging in there. Good. You guys are keeping me informed, and uh, I really appreciate the stuff that you guys do on the radio. You keep me company. I was just talking to Joanne about that, and she was saying the same thing. It's like having a friend. Yeah. 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 But you're yeah. managing okay. Yeah, you know what? I make the best of it. I, you know, I, I've been in my suite like I said, for almost five weeks. Wow. Um. So I, you know, I, I'm really uh, glad that I have a balcony so I go outside sometimes for fresh air. Mm-hmm. And I, I really miss my volunteering at CNIB because I was supposed to facilitate a course. Hmm. Um. Yeah. For um, adjusting to vision loss. Yeah. And uh, I. I because the doors are closed, I I can't do it because of the COVID. But mm-hmm. you know, it's just and I have to wait. But I love doing that, and I I can't do it now. So you know, it's funny. We all have different challenges, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So I'm really glad and blessed that my brother does my shopping. So well, that's nice know. that you have help. Yeah, he brings me the groceries, puts it in front of my door, and leaves. <laughs> Hey, Katie, speaking of food, my friends Kaz and Greg over at Santa Lucia Pizza would like to send you a pizza. How's that? 
Oh, that would be lovely. What would you like on your pizza? Uh, I like the meat lovers. Meat lovers, you got it. All right. Thank you very much. Listen, you uh, keep up the good work over there. I, I listen to you every day, so hey, it's all great. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Katie. Thank you. Stay safe. Thank you. You too, Hal. Katie, and before that, Joanne, a couple of the parts of the two of the calls that I made yesterday after the show. Hal's house calls. I'll make some more calls today. If I have extra time, I'll make more calls. If I'm tight on time, I'll save some calls uh, for the next day. But every day I, I commit to making some calls and, hey, if we can do FaceTime or, you know, whatever, Zoom. I'm, maybe we'll expand this to Zoom. I don't know. I signed up for Zoom. I haven't used it yet. Um, we'll see. But Hal's House calls and we'll award some Santa Lucia pizza and as, as well. And I want to thank Cos and Greg for, for doing that. Uh, they are just, uh, when I said, hey, I got an idea, they just said, yes, do it. As many as you need, let's do it. Uh, and help people uh, because, as I said in the calls there, uh, we really need to stick together through this, and we will get through this uh, together. So I'm really excited about doing that. I had some great conversations last night. Uh, the two that you heard there are parts of the conversation with Joanne and Katie were fantastic. Uh, Katie, by the way, has been at home she has been at home, as she said, since March 18th, and that is the same day that I started doing the show from my home studio. Yes, this is day 28 of Hal Anderson Afternoons, the home edition. So if you would like me to give you a call after the show today, or if you have somebody who would appreciate a call, and you might get some Santa Lucia pizza, let me know. 204-780-6868. You can call. Cam will take your info and pass it on to me. You can text. I can see your text at 204-780-6868. Or you can email me, hal at cjob.com. How's House Calls? Right now, we are going to talk more about COVID-19 and how easily this virus may or may not be transmitted uh, through food. Keith Warner is a food science professor at the University of Guelph, and he's on the phone now. Keith, good afternoon. Oh, good afternoon, Hal. Thank you very much for doing this. I really appreciate it. I saw a story that quoted you, and I wanted to get you on for a bit of a conversation about this. Um, you say the chances of getting COVID-19 from a food courier are quite low. Obviously, you're referring uh, to restaurants that are uh, delivering. Uh, we just heard in the news, and if people missed it, live when we took the provincial COVID-19 news conference at 1 o'clock this afternoon, uh, Lynette Saragusa said that they appreciate all the food that they're getting, healthcare workers at hospitals and other facilities, but they are no longer taking food packaged in cardboard or styrofoam. But you're saying the risk is actually very low regardless. Yes, it is. And I think um, the reason why they're stopping these sort of deliveries to healthcare, even though, as you rightly said, you want to show your appreciation, is that when everyone gets around a, a box of pizza, there's more chance of them passing uh, it that way rather than uh, through anything else. So the way to think about this virus is to think of it like an egg. Uh, you open an egg up, you put it on the surface. Now, if you put your hand on the egg, it'll uh, obviously come off and that'll be infectious. But if you let it dry, and the longer you leave it to dry, the harder it is to get off. And you just have to say that if you dry egg yolk on a plate. So uh, the point I'm trying to make in the long term is that 
to actually acquire the virus from a package is quite hard to start with. Um, but then it's only the first part of its journey. It has to go to your mouth and then it's got to go to your nose or your throat and then colonize it, uh, which is quite a feat uh, for the virus. And this is why, uh, you know, it's basically packaging is a low risk, but the person delivering it is actually more higher risk than anything else. And is it, if it does happen, and I understand you say the risk is low, and I think that's uh, good news. A lot of people are happy to hear that. Um, if there is transmission, would it be in the packaging, or as you say, a bunch of people gathering around a food item, or is it possible to transmit the virus? Possible. I run, you know, again, the risk is low, but is it possible to transmit it in the food? What is the biggest risk, I guess, when dealing with food? All right. So really, the uh, the risk, the highest risk, obviously, is going near somebody. And as we know, even if you're not showing symptoms, you could be an asymptomatic carrier. You breathe on someone, the virus is mobile, gets into your nose and throat, colonizes and goes down. Now, on food, it's interesting. There was actually a, a cluster of cases in Alberta where you actually trace it to a serving spoon, if you can believe that. And it's like everything else. It's a bit like I was saying with the egg example is that you've got to think of this virus is that when it's uh, first uh, ejected, should we say, from the mouth, it's in this sort of mucus that it's uh, quite hydrated. And so if you, for example, I coughed on some lettuce and I handed it straight to you and you ate that, there's a chance that you'll acquire it through the aerosols. But the longer you leave it, so for a packaging, for example, it will dry on the surface and it would be, well, one thing, it would be very hard to get off that surface because it kind of dries on. And the other thing is that even if it does get on your hand, uh, you, know, you can just wash your hand and uh, you'll be fine. And this is what concerns me a bit when people start wiping down packages and that because they're making them wet, which basically uh, makes the virus come off. So this is the reason why it's fairly low risk. And usually you'll find a cluster of cases, for example, where uh, people receiving takeouts so would be an increase in the kind of uh, prevalence of the uh, the virus, which isn't really true. We always can trace it to person-to-person uh, -person contact. Okay, so we should not be wiping down things. Is is what like for example, um, I went shopping on Saturday. I was talking about this on the show yesterday, so I won't go into it again. I brought back a few things, just some necessities, and the first thing I did is grab the Lysol wipes and I wiped the packages down, and then I, of course I washed my hands and did all that stuff. We should not be though wiping uh, packaging. Well, obviously points are uh, mixed. So you get different viewpoints from different people. But my reasoning is is that once it's on the the packaging, it's going to be dried on, very similar to like this dried egg uh, uh, sort of scenario. And if you wipe it with water, you're basically wiping that virus off. Um, you know, the reality is, is that it'll die off uh, fairly quickly on the packaging itself anyway. And But when people come straight home and start wiping it, you're just basically helping the virus transfer. But as you rightly say, if you wash your hands, you're, you're going to be protected. But uh, my worry is that people goes, go overboard, so to speak, and they start doing dangerous things. I'm pretty sure we've seen this viral video that suggests that you put your shopping in the garage for three days. Uh, you know, this is bad. You get vermin and you get temperature abuse. And uh, the other thing is washing produce once you get it straight home. Again, that's going to cause more issues than solve. So I think we just have to be um, mindful of those key points. And the key points are, 
is that we wash our hands before touching our face. We wash our hands before eating food and things like this. And I think we'll be much safer like that. What you're a, su- a food science prof. Uh, what else relating to food? I, I can only imagine because food is such an important part of our lives, anyhow. But right now, I mean, it, it is a real necessity. How do we get it? How do we get it safely? How do we get it home? Um, I imagine there are all sorts of things as a food science prof that you're dealing with. Questions that you're being asked. What What else, maybe, uh, can you share with us that maybe we're not thinking of right off the top of our heads? So, yeah, going to the shops is like uh, a trip down uh, to the local jungle, isn't it? You just wonder if you're going to get out alive and things like that. Really, what you've got to think about is two things. One is the proximity of people to you. And um, in supermarkets, for example, we kind of start doing dances around each other and you get some people who just go <laughs> right uh, to it. So try and keep a distance. You know, this two metres is very hard to do in a, um, a supermarket, but you just try to avoid... Uh, being face on to people and the other thing obviously is uh, when we go around they're touching carts and you know they do this sort of superficial wipe on them which isn't good and they're handling stuff and really want to protect ourselves and each other so as i mentioned even though food is a low risk the reality is if you cough on your hand you touch an apple someone eats that apple right uh, straight away it's going to be a bit of an issue so typically what you try to do is um Avoid anything that's open for a start. You know, I know we should all talk about packaging and say, you know, we should have packaging. But packaging uh, protects in this way. And literally, it's just a case of avoiding people as best you can. And um, I always wonder in supermarkets when they've stopped, for example, reusable bags and that, and they get the cashier to pack your bags and or helper to pack your bags. And I think that's more dangerous, actually, than um, you know, basically packing yourself. At least you've got custody of your food. So there's all these kind of things that uh, go on, but uh, we have to be mindful that the other food bomb pathogens, the classic Salmonella, E. coli, Listeria, they haven't gone on holiday. They're going to be there as well. So that's why we have to make sure we store food at the correct temperature, you know, cold or hot. We wash our hands. We wash our surfaces, and we cook things uh, to 73 degrees C internal, and hopefully we'll get through it that way. And Keith, I don't know if you want to weigh in on this. I find it really interesting how so many of us are turning now more than ever during this pandemic to comfort foods. I don't think I've, I've found a great hamburger soup and and I've eaten probably more hamburger soup in the past few weeks than I've eaten in my lifetime. But we're turning to stuff like that, right? We're we're turning to to mac and cheese, and and we're turning to these dishes that make us feel safe. Yeah, that's a very common thing. You know, these comfort foods we have, you know, evolutionary wise, we're geared towards them, and obviously from our childhood, which is usually a happy place, we like to go back to them so and you're right food is very critical to keep morale of uh, the people up and your know, inner happiness so it is a, a critical thing and this is why you know people shouldn't be overly concerned about takeout and having that uh, you know 1500 calorie dinner um rather than depriving themselves of it 
Hey, can I ask you one more question? Back to the provincial news conference today about donated food to healthcare workers and no more packaging, no more food packaged in cardboard or styrofoam, but plastic is okay. Is that because styrofoam and cardboard are sort of porous and maybe the virus can hide in a, in a pore somewhere? Is that why? Well, I think that's their reasoning, but it's not, it's really nonsense. <laughs> you know, uh, it makes them feel better. So, Cardboard is porous, but it adheres things much better uh, than plastic, which is uh, less easy to attach to. So I don't want, uh, like many things, what we're suffering today, there's no reasoning for it. But, uh, you know, whatever makes them feel safe, isn't it? Keith, great stuff. I really appreciate your time today. We'll have you back soon. Thank you. No, thank you. Keith Warner is a food science professor at the University of Guelph. I've been wanting to have Charles Adler on for a while now, and I woke up this morning, Chuck, I'm not sure why you were the first thing or one of the first things I thought of, but I thought I'm sending Chuck an email today, darn it, to see if he has a few minutes for the show, and here you are. How are you, my friend? Well, great. Uh, listen, I appreciate the fact that you're doing the, the house calls. I think that will lift uh, spirits. I think it's a tremendous public service. Of course, if I were in Winnipeg right now, I'm not sure I'd be doing the house calls because uh, the way... Uh, the surveys are about half the people would love getting those calls from me and half would freak right out. It would only, it would only make things worse. So I think what I'd rather do is walk in freshly poured cement. I used to do that a lot in Winnipeg. Just listening to the news, uh, some people are, are clearly doing that. Um, that, that, that's, I know, I know this sounds crazy, but you need a little escape from COVID-19 and not, nothing liberates the mind faster than walking in freshly poured cement (laughs) um while i've got you let's begin by hearing about how you are managing through this pandemic you talk to canadians right across the country every night we hear you here on cgov from from nine to midnight we'll get to uh that in a second but how are you managing how has your life changed as we deal with covid19 well, I'm doing the show from home uh, j- just as you are, and the, the only uh, downside is that uh, my dogs feel like I'm taking attention away from them. You know, they they feel that when I'm here, yeah. I should be 100% focused on them, and so I've been trying to explain to the dogs that, you know, Papa's got some, some other kind of strange commitments, you know, talking <laughs> to a country. On, this, on the very serious side of this, it's kind of my job uh, to stay up. I, I don't mean, you know, be a cheerleader. That's not kind of who I am. But just as you are making the house calls, it's, it's one kind of big three-hour house call every night, and I'm so mm-hmm. glad that CGOB is part of that. But people really need the house call now, whether it's on the radio or on the phone, more than ever, because while we talk about self-isolation and self-isolation in the interest of helping with COVID-19, it's easier said than done for people who are already living lives that are isolated enough. They need us most, especially in the evening. So... When I'm doing what I do, I'm most mindful of the people who need us the most. And I guess one of the things that has been bothering me from the beginning is uh, the, the older folks in our in our country, people like your mom and my mom, yep. they're the ones who are most vulnerable to this, whether they're inside a, a so-called care home or not. Uh, they clearly, their immune systems are the most vulnerable. And so I just think that we owe it to them. Uh, they're the ones who gave us life. To, to be as careful as possible and to do what's necessary and to listen uh, to the people in public health as opposed to people who are 
just doing doing partisan politics. I'm I'm a small business person, so yeah. I am extremely mindful of the the Peter Janakis's and and all mm-hmm. of the other uh, folks who are trying to run businesses and trying to get their 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 businesses back in operation. So that does more than just trouble me. I don't know how you have an economy without small business. They're ninety percent. Of, of, of the job creators, even the, the larger uh, companies like the ones we work for. Let's face it, uh, there's no way that uh, Chorus Entertainment uh, Global could be in business without those wonderful advertisers we have, the uh, small business people, and, and you're extremely connected to that. So, you know, I'm sort of balancing off the, the needs of, of, of business to do business with the needs uh, for our, our people, especially our older people, to stay alive, it's 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 not easy. It's a tough on the tough on the emotions, and and you try to say on the one hand, yes, I'm I'm all for small business, uh, you know, staying in business and and jobs, jobs, jobs. But on the other hand, as a human being, I think my number one job is uh, to make sure that everything is is done that that can be done to save your mom and my mom uh, from a, a premature exit. Yeah, really well said, Chuck. Um, how do you think Canadian politicians have been doing? Provincial premiers, uh, our prime minister, the opposition uh, politicians. How have the politicians done on COVID-19? Well, you know, it's impossible to live in Canada without comparing ourselves to the United States. And when I look at the horrible gong show that is no longer entertaining at all, because of the COVID-19 crisis. There were days when the reality show was entertaining, uh, but not anymore. Now it's just sad. So if I compare what's going on here in terms of uh, how this particular prime minister is uh, having uh, serious adult mature relationships w- with the various premiers, regardless of what their political stripe is, when I compare it to how the uh, Washington administration is, is doing with its various governors, I've got to say that you know, when that's the comparison, Canada comes out pretty well. And even when you just look at those horrible uh, uh, numbers, I mean, uh, the United States is 10 times the population of Canada, but more than 30 times per capita, more than 30 times as much death. It's just an awful, ugly swamp. Uh, Hal, uh, you and I uh, both have lots of friends there, members of extended families. Uh, You know, the Americans feel like family to me. They always will. It troubles me a great deal about what's going on over there. I think about my brother. I think about all my cousins. I think about all of the, my, my nephews and nieces, uh, some of whom have tested positive. I think about all of that every day when I'm watching the horrible gong show. And I'm saying to myself, on the, on the one hand, I feel for them. On the other hand, I am grateful, more grateful than ever, uh, to be a Canadian and to have the administration that we have. Now, I don't for a moment believe that it would be any different if the Conservatives were in Ottawa. I think the same advice from public health officials would be followed. I just don't see this as a, a Conservative versus Liberal thing. I see this as a, as a Canadian thing. And I think at the moment, at the moment, at the moment, there's a lot of national unity at play. And while the political people love to talk about politics and the political junkies like to talk about politics, I'd say that for four out of five Canadians, there's nothing political about this. Agreed. Chuck, thanks a lot. I really appreciate this. We'll check in again with you soon. Anytime, Hal. Hal Anderson Afternoons, the podcast, is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.